sultry sounds happening tonight on Happy Hour. Hope you have a drink in your hand, because it's your place or mine. Music in the fills by Shay Sauvage, a very private recording studio. Send it to us in the mail. That's what we play. That's right. We're going to get started here on the Happy Hour, the happiest of hours that all occur on Fridays from 6 to 8 that involve comedians. They are the happiest of happy hours. I tell you the truth. I don't think our first comedian of the happy hour is here, so let's just for a second enjoy. Just Oh, there he is. Fuck the sweet, sweet sounds of Chez Sauvage. We're going to get right to our first comedian tonight, everybody. You're going to love him. He's going to he's gonna tell you the sweet, sweet things you want to hear. Everybody, it's Ashton Tate. Thank you so much. Good evening, or good afternoon, good late afternoon. It's late afternoon, isn't it? Can't be too careful. Uh, what's going on? Joni, you mind shutting that door, please? Thank you. Uh, things are going good for me. Yeah, you guys, uh, Valentine's Day was last week. And um, yeah, it made me realize that like I need to be more uh, chivalrous instead of just on the holidays. Because when you're just chivalrous on the holidays, it's, uh, it's, it's almost like they don't believe you. Because um, like I went to go open the passenger door for my girlfriend and she just thought I wanted her to drive. So, so I let her. And um, I don't know, it's just, it's very hard to uh, have that spurring moment of like feeling like, feeling romantic, you know? How do you make Valentine's Day feel like it's every day of the year for your loved one? So uh, I just like to lose $20 at Walgreens and then um, makes me feel like doing something for her. I do realize though that I've never given her a really great gift. I should give her a better gift. I just want to give a gift to a girl sometime where it merits me covering her eyes before she opens it because, uh, you know, you can't really do that and then just give them a gift card. It's, it's not very nice. Um, even if you're like, hey, you know, girls surprisingly don't like gift cards. I've learned that. No matter how much value they think they think is on there, even though uh, gift cards do go well with purses, they they do not like them. So... Got to figure that out. Uh, realize you don't see a lot of guys doing ballet these days. Yeah. Ballet is great. It is. It is pretty cool. Uh, recently thinking about getting into ballet just so I can uh, use it to explain why I don't know how to stand at parties. Um, don't know what. This is a posture I take a lot. But don't have good posture. Does ballet help with that? Not sure. Um... Can't be too careful nowadays. Uh, a lot of <laughs> filler words. Who needs them? Um, it's uh, a lot of people are, are protesting in the city, and uh, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up into it. San Francisco's probably got to be the, the number one destination for uh, for sign making and uh, and organized walks. It's, it's probably a good place. Uh, it's so easy to blend in that I was actually, uh, waiting in line for brunch one weekend and a bunch of people walked by me who I knew and they're like, oh, Ashton, are you, are you doing the protests? And I was like, yeah, I got, I got this sign here hoping they would just leave me alone. And they're like, oh, what's on the other side of it? It's like, oh, just, you know, menu prices and, uh, yeah, I'm going to go sit in at this restaurant in about 30 minutes. Not sure if it's going to be outside or inside. We got to wait and see. So, um, yeah, that's, feels good to, feels good to do something for once. Um, I would like to say something to my loved ones. 
And that is that uh, my dad, wish he was here. You guys, uh, you can't you can't do anything. If uh, For those of you whose parents have passed away, I feel bad for you. And uh, it's made me realize going through that, that you don't want to do anything that will uh, make your parents turn over in their grave when you get older. That's why you should always buy them smaller coffins. That's what I recommend. Really make sure that they don't waste their money. That's, that's what dad would want. Um, can't think if there was anything else I wanted to, to say. I think that, uh, I think, um, saw, saw a guy running with a purse downtown the other day and I wanted to do something, but then I just also didn't want to assume his gender. So I didn't, I did nothing. Let him take it. All right. That's my time. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Ashton Tate, everyone. Yes. Sultry sounds. Wonderful comedy by Ashton Tate. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the happy hour. Hope you all have your happy drinks in hand. Do you? Good. That's nice. Hope you all are coming next week to the... I'm really excited, actually. Uh, next week at the Comedy Festival, the bar will be run out of that closet behind Stefan over there. If you if you open... The, well, you can't open right now because I put the lock on it because I'm an asshole. Oh, no, it's open. That's gonna. We're going to take the door off, and that's going to be the bar. And I'm the smartest person alive. Thank God for Jonathan Moore, who moved everything upstairs so that we can have a bar in our closet. We need to come up with a clever name for it because it's illegal. Your next comedian, uh, he knows what illegal is all about. Hey, uh, Walker's not here yet. I know he does weird things with this kid, like walk. He's not here yet. Uh, That's cool. But your next comedian is, he wears glasses and tells funny jokes about all kinds of stuff. Everybody clap your hands wildly for Jonah Pollock. I'm not, uh, wait, is this, is this on? Okay, I'm not defined by my disability, um, but glasses do make me better looking, so uh, praise be to God for making me nearsighted. Uh, so one of those people who looks like a little beady-eyed person, uh, au naturel. Uh, see, we got uh, Ashton Tate reading Intellectuals in Society. It's, uh, I'll, 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 I'll spoil it for you. Society doesn't like intellectuals. <laughs> uh, all intellectuals end up as alcoholics because no one wants to listen to them. So, yay. Yay. Why don't more people, like, go to AA meetings to, like, try and meet celebrities? <laughs> right? Like, like, most celebrities end up as alcoholics or drug addicts, and it's, like, a free way to, like, go and, like, hear their most embarrassing stories. Um, maybe even get a little, little time on the mic in, right? Workshops and stories. Um, yeah, people who go to AA should just become storytelling comics. <laughs> They're probably better than most of the storytelling comics. Um, yeah, I feel like uh, the Trump presidency is going to lead to murder becoming legal. Yeah, yeah right? like, yeah, like, uh, feel like um, people 34 and under probably strongly, strongly in favor of legalizing political assassination right now. Um, it's just one of one of those generational differences. Uh, I feel like Trump definitely uh, speaks to a lot of people who want to murder their grandparents that they don't like. <laughs> Just project all that baggage onto that. I don't know. Oh, apparently now they they might go after uh, legal weed. Anyone seen about this? They're gonna make like there's so many conservative stoners. <laughs> like you do not you do not want to make those people put down their bong and have to <laughs> reckon with the government because they are gonna get grumpy. Uh, I used to work with uh, a right-wing uh, pot guy who like believed in reptiles and uh, crystal healing, 
and uh, also worked at his dad's uh, hardware store. And uh, yeah, I don't think uh, this was uh, part of what he imagined the lizard people would be doing with their time. Uh, <laughs> taking, you know, taking away his little boutique pot uh, chocolate business. Oh, I don't know. I feel like recently I've heard a lot of millennials talking about how hot Jesus looks on the cross. And I don't know if that's just because millennials are generally so unreligious that they're like coming at the crucifixion with fresh eyes. And <laughs> they're like, whoa, who's that hot guy? <laughs> is he taken? Um, I just, my reaction to is like, it's kind of setting an unrealistic body image for messiahs. <laughs> like, uh, like women can be curvy, but like the son of God has to like have 0% body fat. Right? Uh, it's double standard. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone who's mildly appealing is also the savior of humankind. Uh, mildly appealing. Anyone ever get an, an underhanded compliment that just stuck? Boop, boop. I, uh, I don't know why this just came into my mind. Uh, maybe because it's Friday. The Sabbath is upon us. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos to all the Jews out there listening to pirate radio on the internet before they turn it off to go to synagogue. Uh, I had a woman once at this like gathering at a, at a Chabad house tell me, you know, I just met you, but I can tell you're the type of person who wouldn't stalk me and murder me. And uh, <laughs> all right, that just abruptly stopped the mic in its tracks. Uh, Whoever is going to follow me, you're welcome. Give it up for <laughs> fucking happy hour at Mutiny. Woo! Pam, who, who, who we got next? We have the sultry sounds of, of you. Everybody, Jonah Pollock. Clap wildly. Snap your fingers. Make sounds happen. Clink those classy drinks. Because we're listening to Shea Sauvage in the fills. I am loving these deep tracks. I'm going to use this for so much. This guy had no idea what he was sending me. Your place or mine? Yeah, we'll use this on the 11th when we do the dating show. Fuck yeah. The whole way through. Your next comedian. I am excited because she just had her first showcase last Wednesday to a sold-out house here at Mutiny Radio. And I would say she murdered it. Uh, she won't kill you right now, but she will make you laugh with a hilarious I mean, like, not actually murder you. Like, it's a comedic term. Uh, she's new, too, so maybe she didn't. No, of course she knows that. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Sabrina Miller! Right, it's good to be back. And it's actually good to be going on when uh, there's actually some light outside. Like, hooray for more daylight, huh, guys? Hooray, like, for the end of seasonal affective disorder. Yay. <laughs> All right, as, uh, as many of you know, I was born without a vagina. Yes, I have something in common with Jazz Jennings and Caitlyn Jenner. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I got a bit of a cough. And some of my trans sisters, they want a complete female experience. And this includes having a period. And I'm like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> No, like, I'm going to go online and spend money on a period panty kit, have it shipped to my house, and, like, you know, shove blood packets up there, or do extreme Kegels, you know, those pelvic floor exercises, or whatever the hell YouTube tells you to do. Yeah, like, I'm going like, to go to Walgreens and spend money on tampons and pads when I don't have to. In San Francisco, like, the most expensive city, right? And uh, I was actually at Walgreens, I was doing some research, and like a box of tampons, that's like two vanilla chai lattes down the drain right there. 
I like my vanilla chai lattes, you know? I don't want to cut back. That's how I start my morning, 120 degree latte. I mean, the be- okay, the best part of waking up isn't, isn't pulling a tampon out of your twat. <laughs> Sorry, I meant my voice is a little gone here. Thank you, thank you. I'm still working on my singing voice. All right. You know, I, you know, I, uh, I talk about being transgender a lot, but I actually have other jokes. So what, what else can I tell you that I might regret later? Um, all right, I'm part Samoan. It's true. Proud to be Samoan. Yeah, can you guys see it? Yeah. Really? Really? No, you can't see it? Okay, maybe it's the angle. All right, how about now? How about guy in the back in the leather jacket? Am I rocking the Pacific Islander booty or what? No, you're supposed to say no. That's how this joke works. Just say, he said no. He said no, everybody. And it's like, oh my God, like I am so embarrassed. Like everybody to my right was like looking at me with a blank expression. And in my defense, there was a young woman who asked me if I had Samoan heritage. And here's the weird thing. She was Samoan and she was staring at my toes the whole time I was wearing my wedges. And I was like, it's like, great, so you're telling me now I have to worry about, like, uh, now I have to worry about toe-digit ratio profiling when I'm walking downtown in my wedges? I mean, like, am I gonna come around a corner and hear some dude, like, you know, go, oh, miss, can you direct me to the Asian Pacific Islander Center? I'm like, no, the most Samoan thing about me was selling Samoa Girl Scout cookies with my sister. It's like, come on. All right, I had something else. I'm tired of the same old jokes here. I just want to mix it up a little bit. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fun fact. Um, Al Gore and I are not two distant cousins. Yep, I'm talking the guy whose least favorite state used to be Florida. Used to be with all those hanging chads. <laughs> and uh, he wrote an inconvenient truth. I'm living it. <laughs> just ask my dad. He's like, uh, seriously, Sabrina, stand-up comedy? Are you crazy? Why couldn't you just be transgender? I'm like, what? I am proud to be transgender, Dad. Thank you very much. Al Gore, decided, decidedly pre-op. But we were born the same day, March 31st, which wouldn't you know it, just so happens to be the National Transgender Day of Visibility. I am not making this up. It's like, Mom, Dad, are you really surprised? Come on. Come on. You know, I think I want to close out with something I haven't done in a long time. Uh, Pam, I think I'm going to sing that song about gender confirmation surgery, a.k.a. the surgery, you know, just to dispel some myths and misconceptions, you know, about, you know, the the reassignment surgery. So here it goes. See if I can remember it. It's to the tune of uh, Let It Go from Frozen. GCS, GCS, no, you don't cut it off. You make a slit, scoop some out, and turn it inside out like a sock. Then you'll find your new vajayjay is lined. (laughs) The silent majority is weirded out. But who gives a fuck about them anyway? All right, back to your host, everybody. Everybody, the sultry, soft sounds of Sabrina Miller, yeah! 
<laughs> that was. Really, I wish I would have. I wish I was cool enough to like be like, oh, I should play the Frozen song behind that, but I'm just not that together. Uh, Sabrina Miller is yay! I'm really excited for your next comedian. He is actually going to be on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, the Hell Hat Show on Sunday, the fifth. He's gonna pull things out of a hat and make the magic happen. Uh, he also makes the magic happen all the time by having the best. I think. Um, voices around he does a russian person like nobody else and his Werner herzog <laughs> well shut up your next comedian is Stefan massey yay thanks pam you always make me feel bad when i when you talk about my impressions and i don't plan to do them in in the set that i am about to do uh but i i, I do really like that russian character and i'm definitely coming back to it um but but uh I, I want to uh, just spread a little awareness here because uh, I hope you guys all know that um, if you eat a lot of Mexican food, that's called a taco coma. And if you uh, own a Japanese pickup truck, that's called a Toyota Tacoma. And if you have dessert in your Japanese pickup truck after you eat a lot of Mexican food, that's called a Toyota Tacoma Tapioca Taco Coma. <laughs> This joke brought to you by my being bored and looking at uh, Mexican restaurants on my phone while I was stuck in traffic. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I do a lot of driving around. I, uh, I, work, I drive for ease. I deliver pot. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I actually, I have a dyed-in-the-wool, I have a, a, the, a, a signed, sealed, and delivered dad joke for you about... <laughs> about the name of my company because uh, my car is actually in the shop right now. Uh, some jackass uh, sideswiped the front of it. Um, but I went by today because I'd left something in it and the guy who runs this auto shop, he's a family friend and like I'm, he, he didn't know what I'd do for a living. So he's like, what are you doing these days? And I'm like, oh yeah, I drive for ease. It's, uh, it's pot delivery. And I could like see his eyes sort of like as like... You know when you can hear a computer whirring and it's like processing information? That was this what I saw in this guy's eyes for the next like five to ten seconds. And then finally, <laughs> finally what came out of this process was the most dad joke I have ever heard. He says, oh, they should call it Wheeze. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, it's, you get a, it's, it's interesting, like, nine times out of ten, I could drive it to somebody's house, and I, I, did, I'm just sticking my hand out the window with their bag, and they're like, oh, thanks very much, have a good one, and I drive off to my next patient, and I only, I deliver only to patients, of course, uh, I don't, I don't have any, uh, customers, that's, that's, that's when you're a drug dealer, um, which I am certainly not, uh, but so, I drive up to this guy's house, and he's super cheerful and, like, excited to see me, and, like, I just figure, okay, he's just kind of quirky. So I give him I give him his bag, and he's like, hey, man, thanks so much. I really appreciate that. Now, uh, these edibles I got here. Uh, so my dad, he hasn't smoked pot since the 70s, uh, and he's just wondering, like, what the an appropriate dosage would be. And I give, I'm like, well, you know, they're 10 milligrams each, so I'd say take one, wait an hour, and go from there. And he's like, okay, all right, yeah, cool, cool, all right. Well, you know, he and his lady um, were thinking about... Um, she, he wanted her to, uh, to, to go down on him while he was uh, doing the edibles and he was, uh, he was worried about her finding out. And at this point, I'm, I'm, it, it takes me about five seconds to realize there's probably not a dad in this situation because I can barely watch a sex scene in Game of Thrones with my parents without 
you know, having to not make eye contact with him for a week. You know, I normally wouldn't make eye contact with anybody, but that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> so I, I just can't imagine that someone would, you know, willfully plan their father's drug-fueled sex romp uh, if they could at all help it. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, has anyone here seen just waking up and chugging uh, bottled Prosecco or whatever the fuck on a daily basis? Because he is fucking sloshed on the set of these commercials, guys. He just, like, the, the outtakes, he's like, ah, the French wine has always been known for its excellence. And he just, ugh. But, you know, I feel like if he was alive today, he'd still be doing these commercials. And he'd, he'd probably get some stellar outtakes from him. Like, if he ever did commercials for Apple, it'd probably be something along the lines of, ah, yes, the Californian technology innovators have always been known for their excellence in the field of exploiting Chinese child labor. All right, I'm Stephen Massey. Stephen Massey, everyone. Being political, talking about things and stuff. Yeah, Mutiny Radio Happy Hour. Hope you guys are all drinking Manhattans tonight because that's the sultry sounds of Shea Sauvage in the back. Sending me a CD in the mail. Hey, if you have a CD to send me in the mail, send it in the mail. I'll use it for the fills for here at happy hour. Because this one is so appropriate. Your next comedian. Uh, before you clap, you must check if your hands are tied behind your back. And if you have a little, maybe a little bit of extra duct tape on your face, just peel that off so that you can laugh at the comedy of our next comedian. Everybody clap your hands wildly. For Ken Suzuki. Such a sensual intro. Thank you all. Uh, my name is Ken Suzuki, as you said. I drive a Toyota. And, um, forgetting. I know. It's very intimate. Forgetting my set. For some reason, music does this to me. I'm, I'm terrible at dating. I am. I cannot do random hookups very well at all. Like, my one night stands are more like a bed and breakfast. You know? It's like I'm expecting a Yelp review at the end of the night. Oh, his dick game could have used some work, but man, he will make a mean French press for you before you leave. Uh, I want to write a joke about dating, but can't decide on uh, carbon or radioactive. Oh. I've got this assisted suicide joke that I've been working on, but I just can't seem to complete it on my own. It's going much better than my cerebral palsy joke, though. Now, I don't know why I can't get that one to stand. Maybe it's the premise. That's a little shaky. Currently involved in a polyamorous relationship. Uh, I'm seeing her and all of her issues. Well, we've been trying to add depth to our relationship. We really have. Uh, so now we're into fisting. I've never been able to write a good sex joke to completion. I'm a pretty freaky guy, I am. Or so I thought I was, but it wasn't until I moved to the Bay Area where I met someone that topped even me. It was here that I met a woman uh, that wanted me to fuck her uh, with a gun in my mouth. Yeah, fellas, I don't know if you've ever been ridden while someone holds a fully loaded gun in your mouth. It's a little intimidating. I know I'm shooting blanks, but is she? (laughs) 
I don't know how I got in this situation either, because I'm a pretty judgy guy. Uh, I'm a pretty judgy guy when it comes to potential sex partners, you know? I pick them apart. Which part of the body do I pick apart the most? The brain. That's right, I like them smart. Because when someone with a brain goes down on you, you know they have a plan. You think that Trump would have had more crossover appeal if he had said, grab them by the means of production? I mean, in a way, he kind of did. But we all know it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Here's a killer pickup line. That choker looks really good around your neck. My hand would look better, though. Hey, just choke fucking. If God didn't want you to do it, then why do you make the neck fit the hand so perfectly? That's how you know you found your soulmate, folks. You choke the ones you love. It ain't the dick in the cooch. It's the hand on the neck. That's the real key in the keyhole. <sighs> Hate crimes. Say what you want about them. Somebody loves doing them. Now, I've never been able to write, oh, well, the hardest part about writing a good suicide joke is the follow-through. <laughs> but you should really consider it, because one of the most beautiful parts about being alive is knowing that you have that option to walk out. Suzuki gracefully waltzing off the stage like a champion after doing some after doing the best Marxist joke I've ever heard grab them by the means of production I'm I feel so proud of you right now because you've just been forwarding the Marxist agenda like I'm just like I want to high-five you through this class the means of the workers proletariats rise up rise up rise up to this to the, to the smooth grooves of Chez Sauvage. And to the, I'm sorry, I'm trying to be serious about it, but it's impossible. <laughs> but I'm so glad he sent me this in the mail because I'm totally going to use this all the time. Everybody, your next comedian, she's hilarious. She just had a roast. She's moving to New York City. All kinds of crazy things are happening for Ginny Hogan. Pam, I want Edibles tonight for sure, following that set. Um... <laughs> I meant like because Pam seems really happy. Sorry, I didn't mean for that to come off as a as an insult. Leaving town. Own it. Own it. Um, I am. I am leaving town. Um, I. Uh, my mom told me the problem with my dating life was high standards, and I was like, Mom, I think if you saw the guys I dated, you wouldn't say that. <laughs> and she said, No, I didn't mean your standards. <laughs> Thanks, Stefan. I'll miss you. I'm taking you with me. Just your laugh. And leave the beard. Um, yeah, probably won't. Um, I uh, I started seeing someone recently. It's not going that well. The other day he saw me too. Told me to get out of his backyard. <laughs> Kidding, I live in San Francisco. I don't have a backyard. I'm going to do a really long joke that David Roth doesn't think is funny. <laughs> what? His backyard, yeah, whatever. All right, thank you for... Um, okay, so I started going to the gym recently. Um, here's what I don't get, though. Like, couples who go to the gym together, uh, it doesn't make sense to me. I see all these couples together, and I'm like, I wouldn't go to the gym if I had a boyfriend. Like, I thought that was the whole point. Um, 
So they asked me, hi, Anne. They asked me if I wanted, like, if I wanted to get a monthly membership or, like, an annual membership. And I was like, I want, uh, I want monthly. Like, how many months approximately does it take? And they were like, I don't, you know, it doesn't, it's not really. And I was like, I just, how many months until I'm sexy? Like, that's kind of, it's kind of, didn't work that well, David. <laughs> it was the delivery. Um, so then I went to a yoga class. And here's what I don't like about yoga. Uh, typically when I have to fart, I go stand next to the person who looks most likely to fart, but I'm trying to find him in here. Um, in yoga, that's usually me. And, uh, and every yoga pose really feels like it's like prying a fart out of my body. And then, um, the, (laughs) the instructor said, uh, the instructor, the yoga teacher is trying to tell us to calm our minds and she said, just remember, you're human beings, not human thinkings. And I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. Like, I went out last night with, if you're a human being, you're not supposed to think. Went out last night with this guy. He was definitely a human being. <laughs> Should I keep going with it? <laughs> um... I think it's possible that uh, who do, um, Goodwill. I took my clothes to Goodwill to donate them the other day. Here's what you don't want: you don't want to take your stuff to Goodwill and have them be like too excited. You know, like you don't want them to be like, "This is exactly what our customers are wearing." <laughs> um, you really nailed it. They told me my clothing looked very durable. <laughs> it is. It is durable. Um, I do think it's possible that, like, if you lose someone because of a breakup, it's worse than lose because they break up with you. It's worse than losing them to death because it's also like offensive, you know. <laughs> like, it at least like with death, you don't have to wonder if it was your fault, unless it really was your fault. In which case, like, that's probably a lot worse than getting dumped. Uh, the guilt of killing someone, but you don't. When someone you love dies, you don't have to like look in the mirror and be like, "Is it my personality?" <laughs> And thanks, guys. Unless they commit suicide. Everybody, that was Judy Hogan. Yay! That's the only time, I guess, is if they commit suicide, you can be like, was it me? Was it the soft, sultry sounds of Shea Sauvage? I don't know. That was Judy Hogan. She's fantastic. Everybody, your next comedian. He's got a show coming up at the Punchline. It's called The Charm Offensive. It's on March 7th. You should buy your tickets now because it's a sexy show and he's a sexy comment. <laughs> Give it up, everybody, for David Roth. Thank you, Pam. I want to use this set to go over Jenny's jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I'm dating this drama mama she yeah she took like a staycation and like rented a hotel room she's like I just need to decompress and silence the noise I guess it was like a really loud 500 extra dollars burning a hole in her pocket Um, so she like calls me up uh, and I came over and you know started to get freaky you know, just uh, get under the covers and read Freakonomics. Um, where am I? Oh, yeah, and so, like, suddenly there's, like, a knock at the door, and it's, like, this delivery dude. 
Uh, and there's like a dozen roses and some makeup from her ex-boyfriend. And I'm just like pissed because like, you know, she's dating me and she starts complaining uh, that her ex-boyfriend is giving her unwanted sexual attention. But I'm just kind of like wondering, like, how did this come about? Like, how did this conversation with this ex-boyfriend happen? She's just like, uh, Jeff, I, I just need you to stay away from me this weekend. I'm going to find, I'm going to get a hotel where no one can find me uh, at the Sheridan. Uh, just like, no, 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 not the one at the airport, the one downtown. No, rhymes with Clarendon with a shh. Jeff, I just, oh my God. I just need to be alone in my fortress uh, with no one else in room 509. I'll be there Friday from 5.40 p.m. and checking out at 10.45 a.m. Monday morning. Once I memorize that, I think it's going to go really well. She was always like, why does drama always find me? It's like, maybe because you gave him the fucking address. I Apparently, sex is only amazing if both people think so. I, uh, with this girl, we had kind of like dramatic sex, like afterwards our faces looked very theatrical, kind of like those comedy tragedy masks. I was like, she was like, that was a visual joke for all you at home not laughing, um, and all you here not laughing. Uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah, I'm kind of getting... I don't know what you guys think when you look at babies. It's hard for me to enjoy the faces of Korean babies that are smiling at me because no, I've, I've been turned down by every adult Korean woman. <laughs> so it's like, it's just like peekaboo. My mom's not going to sleep with you. Like, Pam likes it. Fuck the rest of you guys. Uh, thank you. Back to my original classic. Uh, let's see. I'm from Michigan. Fun fact, uh, Detroit has its own Holocaust Museum. It's like the only city shitty enough uh, where there's a building that actually, that building a Holocaust Museum actually like increased morale. Uh, like the moment you leave Michigan, or like the moment you leave like the Holocaust Museum and just end up in, your De in Detroit, you're like, you know what, it really wasn't all that bad. Like at least the showers work. Uh, the trains are on time. Fuck you, Jenny, you wrote that. Uh, <laughs> Before I went to this, before I went to this museum in Detroit, like I yelped it, uh, and there was like reviews for the Holocaust Museum, but then below it was like review for the Holocaust Museum cafeteria. Like, is there anything that we won't yelp? <laughs> like, the first review was this guy named Chad H, and it said, "Nothing to write home about. Typical Holocaust Museum fare. <laughs> Typical. Like yet another Schindler's bisque." <laughs> 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 yeah. this, he's like this place sucks though at least in DC they had Anne Frankfurters but boom you'd think I would go out on a strong note but uh, the, uh okay the jury of comedy has spoken um, yeah this, this next guy he must have been like Steve Bannon or something his review he was like you know what the real tragedy is this pastrami on rye too salty. I just, can we just like take it easy when it comes to giving the Jewish people one yellow star? <laughs> All right. I've been David. Thanks so much, guys. David Roth. Yes. I enjoyed almost every single one of those jokes. <laughs>
and invites screaming from me. Huh. I, love, I, love, I, I was, yay, everyone. I'll look up Destiny's Child online like them. If you don't, you're an asshole. Your next comedian is not an asshole. He came here from a place filled with assholes, but he is a nice guy. And you're going to love him, everybody. It's Matthew Banks. Yo. Yes, nice guy. We always finish last, you know. Takes me like two hours. Uh, anyway, perfect setup for that joke. Thank you, Pam. Anyway, um, my grandfather told me when I was a kid, he was trying to scare me into learning. He was like, you know, the day you don't learn something is the day you die. I was like, oh my God, I fucking was reading and studying for like two weeks straight. And then I like just came to grips with death. I I don't know. I just fucking hate reading. I hate anything school related. This is miserable to me. But uh you know, I don't trust men um they go, they go to the doctor like without a woman like pushing them to go. I I don't know. Like I I just unless you like unless there's something wrong with my balls. Like that's like the only reason I'll go. Or like you, your arm is like broken in half. This guy knows what I'm saying. You know? I just don't trust people that do that, you know? But if it wasn't for women, like, every everybody would be dead by, or every guy would be dead by, like, 30, you know? I dropped a piano on my hand the other day, and, uh, yeah, it almost broke my hand. It was swollen. There was a big cut in it, and I wouldn't have gone to the doctor, but my boss is a woman, and uh, she made me. God bless her, you know? Anyway. So I've been listening to some podcasts, like some creepy-ass podcasts. Like, I love serial killers for some reason. They just, like, I don't know. They fascinate me. But there's this one guy. He's, like, called the Facebook killer. He, like, slaughtered his whole family, and then he posted all the photos on Facebook. And this guy was, like, doing the review of it, and he's like, this guy killed his whole family and posted it for 150 of his friends to see. It's like, no wonder he fucking killed all those people. He's a fucking loser. Like, he only had 150 friends? Like, I would have killed him, too. My God. He was probably depressed, man. So, that, like, all the ladies that don't, like, accept my friend request, you know, could be depressed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so... All these people around here that don't see color, like, I feel sorry for them. You know, like this whole, I don't see color, like, we're all one, or whatever the fuck. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not going to go, like, I went to a ramen restaurant the other day, and it was all white people. It was fucking awful. Like, I, I don't want a white person cooking my ramen, you know? Or I go to, like, go to a soul food restaurant down south, and there's, like, a white hippie, like, trying to cook me a country fried steak. Like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want that shit. You know, I think, uh, you know, it can be good to see color on occasion. I don't know. But, um, you know, I think the, I think, I think soul food was like, I think it was black people's like genius idea to kill off the white people. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like a long, slow death too. It's like heart disease and diabetes and like man tits. <laughs> like, I'm not sure like man tits are daily, but they're fucking embarrassing is what they are. You know, it took me a while to get over that. You ever notice that like Altoids like only work when they're in your mouth? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like when you're done, it's like your breath is just as bad as when you started. I need an insert joke right here. And then that'll be funny. Um, let's see if I got one more quick one. Oh, yeah, I've been broke lately. 
and I don't know, I try to be a good person, you know, and I really believe in karma. And, like, I know that if I'm broke, like, I need to give shit away. And I, I hate it, though, like, when the fucking universe is right. It's like, God damn it, I got to give to the cancer kids again. You know? <laughs> I don't know. And then the money just comes back in. I don't know how it works, but, you know, I'm not going to argue with it anymore. Uh, thanks, guys. Matthew Bay. Yeah, yeah. I believe in his kind of racism. If it has to do with food, man, if the... I'm sorry, I'd love to eat food. And if, if I... If I you know, when I eat a really good Thai food thing and I'm like... And I look back in there and I'm like, they're from Guadalajara? How is that possible? I mean, I believe it, but I just, I just don't know how much I believe it. Your next comedian knows more... Oh God, I have no transitions and all I ever talk about him is with the presidents. He's really funny. And uh, you're going to love his beard, everybody. It's Ian Levy. Yay! You know, Pam, you could always use the... I think the maybe the best intro I ever got uh, was someone just said, uh, this next comic seems like he was homeschooled. To which I had to tell the host, uh, I was homeschooled. <laughs> At which point he just apologized to me, which just made me feel sad. So, <laughs> I don't think anyone's talking about the devastating effect global warming is having on small talk. Like in a few years, it's just going to be like, Sure is hot today. Yeah, it's hot every day, Jerry. That's how the world is now. I hope your wife leaves you. <laughs> is that an applause break? I uh, people. Thanks, Jenny. Pe- people. Uh, people make cases against global warming. I've heard people make the case. It's like, well, it's all the climate scientists who just need to keep their jobs. So they just have to claim that global warming is happening. Right. And to me, when I think about that, uh, to be fair, that totally checks out like that. That makes perfect sense because all the environmental like study majors I knew in school, whenever I asked them like, why are you doing this? They'd be like, man, I got into environmental science for the money and the pussy. It's like, fair enough. Fair play to you. That was the degree to do that. <laughs> We'll just keep. Well, my mind's kind of kind of uh, uh, scattered. This isn't a joke. This is a thing I actually did. I I uh, found a like a monologue book from Vaudeville, and was just reading some Vaudeville jokes. But they were like topical jokes, so it was all like, "You hear about these things called the suffragettes? Like, ah, women want rights. Ah! Like that was the joke. <laughs> like it was a real. It was also a joke about the Panama Canal, like <laughs> as it was being built. It was. It was very, I learned a lot. <laughs> but, uh, so have you guys heard about this thing called the suffragettes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going on. That's, yeah. I, um, there was a, uh, I, I was, I overheard a conversation the other day with this guy, uh, talking to his friend. And he said, uh, oh, 
I got dinner with my ex the other day, and you know, like I felt a real connection. And the friend was like, "Do you guys, do you guys think you're gonna get back together?" And the original guy said, uh, "Well, she did say we are never getting back together." <laughs> but that's just like an emotional phrase. <laughs> I I don't. What does it mean? I don't. That's like. Have you ever heard like something? Sometimes you hear something that's so stupid, it's like beautiful, almost. <laughs> that's just. I don't know. I. <laughs> Fuck you, I, I, I asked, I asked a woman out uh, the other day. I asked a woman out yesterday, and she said no. But that's just like an emotional phrase. So I think I still got a chance. Um, for uh, I'll, I'll just end on this. Do you guys, do you guys think, do you guys think female mimes uh, experience a glass ceiling, or do they just act like one's there? No, upward mobility as for working mimes. Okay, that's my time, guys. You love everyone. Talking about the glass ceiling. Every time, every time, every time I pretend I'm, every time I pretend I'm from another place. No, every time I see a glass ceiling, I think about my friend Cheryl who wrote that book, Lean In. And I think about leaning into the glass ceiling because I want to press my titties against the window. So everyone can see my cleavage. That's why I'm going to lean into the glass ceiling. Yeah. Here we are on the happy hour. Yeah, that's her name, Cheryl Sandberg. She's the one who taught me how to lean into the glass ceiling with my good titties. All right. Your next comedian is... I wish he was a bigger communist than he is. Uh, Just because he's from Russia doesn't mean he's a communist. You know what I'm saying? Just don't judge a book by its cover. But I do love his accent. And I hope that he joins the Marxist revolution that I'm trying to start here at Mutiny Radio. Everybody put your hands together for Gene Feld! Keep it going for Marxist revolution, everybody. The Marxist revolution happens no matter whether you start it or not, Pam. You know, that's really the cool thing about Marxism is it's kind of like a law. Sort of. Economic. You're looking at me really weird, Rod. You don't think Marxism is a law? I don't know. That's not what I was planning to do here. What? Since 84? Well, I don't know. Basically, uh, I mean, we can get in here. We can get into it. It, will be, it would be more of a talk rather than a set if, if we discuss this part. And... Um, and, you know, we, we, we don't really have time to waste because, you know, you guys are missing CPAC. I don't know why you all are even here. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like, I was watching a little bit of CPAC, and I just had such, like, warm, tingly feeling, you know, like I was, like, back home in Russia. You know, like, CNN is enemy of the people. <laughs> The fucking, like, you know, it was like, how, how do I explain it to you guys? You know, like, like you say, like, it was like mom and apple pie. Like, it was like babushka and, like, warm vodka with some stale pickles. Like, that's fucking how great CPAC was for me. I'm really enjoying that show. Enjoying that show. I don't know. Are you guys enjoying the show? Like, what's it like to live, you know, 
come to think about it, what was that movie with uh, Jim Carrey, where the, the Truman Show? Yeah. We're kind of in the Truman Show now. We're in the Trump Show. <laughs> Did you hear that there was some sort of a troll that, uh, that was giving out the Russia flags with like the gold Trump sign <laughs> over it at CPAC? And like, I don't know, you know, like Russia's contract with Aquafresh must be over at some point, so maybe they'll go for it. Yeah. You don't know the Russian flag? It's the, no, that's the circle. No, that's the, no, the Soviet Union was the red because it's for blood, obviously. Uh, and, and the hammer and the sickle which was really a fraud. <laughs> Pam Benjamin, do you know why Hammer and Sickle was a fraud? I, I believe what it stands for is the workers because the hammer and the sickle represent labor and that's what Marxism is about, is having the labor. The hammer represents, represents labor. What does the sickle represent? But that's what you would cut wheat with to make food. So it's the food The sickle represents the peasantry. The secret of the Russian Revolution is that the peasantry was really not at all on board with it because they had their own. Anyways, I told you like it was going to deteriorate into a talk if we go into this. <laughs> but um, I don't know. There, there's a joke in the hammer and sickle there somewhere. That's, that's just what I'm going to say. I don't know. What should I close on? Um, I, I had some more good things here. Let me see. There's none in my book, but that's not surprising. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, this is what I wanted to talk about. Um, you know, a lot of times people say that like it's pointless to argue about taste, right? Because, you know, we all like different things. So what's the point to argue about taste? And like, I'm sorry, but there is such a thing as shitty taste. All right, like, let me give you an example. Like, you give a four-year-old you ask him to lick a pussy, he's gonna hate it, okay? And there's nothing wrong with him for hating it, which is why like that kind of behavior is pretty frowned upon. Like even in Trump's America, like that's pretty much the only thing that the alt-right, and even ISIS agrees, you know, cause like there shouldn't be, you know, any pussies under ISIS, but whatever, that's, that's a, uh... anyways. But the point is, if he's 44 and he still doesn't do it, he's got shitty fucking taste, all right? Thank you very much, guys. I'm Gene Feld. Gene Feld with his impeccable taste. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I'm so glad uh, to know what the sickle means now because... I didn't, I thought it was like workers in the field, workers in industry, they're the ones doing things, yay, who builds the buildings, worker labor, okay, I know, but some people just sit in cubicles all day and pass around emails and they work so hard, you know, they're so tired at the end of the day that they have to go to do hot yoga, you know what I mean, your next comedian, uh, I don't know what he's done yet, but he's hopefully won't ever do hot yoga. Uh, he's smarter than all of us because he knows more math than I don't even there's he knows names of math that I don't even know that maths exist and you're gonna love him right now he's funny though too I'm sorry I don't want to like set him up like that and be a dick it's Connor Doherty 
It's okay. It's about art. <laughs> right? It has to, I mean, if it's about, if we're talking about getting, like, personal satisfaction out of it, you know, you're fucked. It's got to be there's zero chance of that. It has to be about the process. I've done hot yoga one time. My friend convinced me to do it, and it was awful. And it went on forever, and I didn't have water, and I was just like, and I sweat a lot normally, let alone in a 96-degree room. 104. Well, okay, sure, 104. And it went on for an hour and a half, and it was this, like, weird little bald man who had been in the army and then, like, got spiritual and was teaching yoga in Palo Alto. And I never went back. It's probably good for you, though. I mean, sweating shit out, like, at least when you have bad shit in your body, that's how your body tries to get rid of it sometimes. I don't know. I had a plan coming up here, but so far I've only talked about art and yoga, which is very, which is very new age, you know, progressive and (laughs) hip of me. should talk about artism no i'm done uh i'm gonna talk about sports i'm gonna lose you i have realized that there is a, a specific kind of person that i hate which is people who are like willing to pay to go to sports and just hate sports there are a lot of these people <laughs> Like, I remember growing up watching football and basketball with my friend's dad, and he would just, we'd be sitting there in the living room, and he'd be drinking Beef Eater, and just like, they don't work hard. (laughs) You hate sports. (laughs) You're driving up the price of tickets. Eh, I don't have a joke for that yet, but I think it's it's just a a thing that pisses me off. I was talking to someone from California about Minnesota and he tried to do an imitation of someone in Minnesota and he starts talking like, how do they, <laughs> it was like a Southern accent. And I was like, have you ever looked at a, the, you stupid California kids don't know anything about any other part of the country. You know, every fucking mission up and down El Camino Real, but you can't. You think that Minnesota's in the South? Mm. Uh, I have a bunch of plants sitting on a table, and I just keep an empty one there to let them know who's boss. Remind them of the plants that died. I oppose semantic prescriptivism. People ask me what that means. I tell them, whatever you want it to, baby. (laughs) I was driving in the rain the other day, and I felt like Goldilocks. Uh, You know, with the bears and the porridge and stuff? You guys know Goldilocks? 
George knows Goldilocks. Oh, no, he was saying hi to Rachel. <laughs> I felt like Goldilocks because it was raining, and so I turned on my windshield wipers, but, and I looked out the windshield, and they were going too fast. So I adjusted the windshield wipers and looked out the windshield. They were going too slow. So I adjusted them again and looked out the windshield, and then bam, hit a pedestrian because I couldn't see. So there was water on my windshield. Bye. Connor Doherty, a possible murderer at night, but no biggie. Yay, you guys are at the happy hour. Don't worry about that stuff. Exciting set from Connor Doherty. Big finish right there. Your next comedian isn't just a comedian. She brings with her Nikki and Svetlana, and we're excited about all three of them getting up there tonight. You guys clap your hands wildly. Press, press your palms together for Rachel Raphael. Nikki and Svetlana are the name of my boobs, and I think Pam is just waiting for them to do their own set. Yeah! I don't know if I'm... That's when That's when they, they detach from me, and we find out who's more charming, the boobs or me, so I might be taking a nap during this whole thing, you know? It's a lot of, you know, that's, that's, that's a lot of, you know, we got some experiments to do. Um... <laughs> I have some ideas that I don't know if are jokes, so uh, this seems like the best place. Um, well, I've been thinking about, like, I've heard stories from, from people about, like, people they already know contacting them on Tinder, and something like that happened to me on OkCupid a few years ago. A guy I used to know that I hadn't seen in a while messaged me on OkCupid, and my immediate thought was like, oh my god, gross, 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 gross. Um, and then I'm thinking, like, you know, and I want to be like, he should know this is not going to happen. But it's like, I mean, you know, I I know guys that, like, I used to know from something, and if a few months after that, they were like, hey, I thought you were cute. You want to get a drink? I'd be like, yes. So, you know, I guess it never hurts to try, except if you're messaging someone who you, three or four years ago, pooped all over their bathroom and then yelled at them, no, they never want to do anything with you, ever. <laughs> if you pooped all over someone's bathroom... And then yelled at them for not having enough mops for whatever your problem is. They don't want to sleep with you. Ever. Um, <laughs> so, so, and also he didn't, apo he apologized to me after I yelled at him drunk like two weeks later, but not to my roommate who he actually yelled at. Um, but, you know, <laughs> um, once someone starts yelling at someone near me who I know is not going to yell, I just start yelling back. It's it's like a weird Marvel superpower. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So so there you go. Um, another thing about my body that Pam likes to mention when I go on stage or not uh, that I also mention is that I only have uh, I have half of one ovary because you know I'm single. This is the right time to say that. Um, I got benign ovarian tumors and then so they took out most of my ovaries. I got half a one. Um, I'm still having periods, so again, I'm single. Uh, <laughs> but, and, and everyone's very excited about it. But 
a new thing started happening where I was getting like worse cramps than before. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I have 25% of an ovary and 125% cramps. This is just not make any math sense. And a new thing happened where, uh, fellas, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes like, you know, a woman might get like two periods in a month or, you know, one every three weeks or whatever. Now that's happening. And I'm like, what, what is my body producing? I don't, there's some fucked up supply and demand happening. Like this is the wrong way. Like, like when something's, when something's different, this is the wrong way for the thing to go. Like, you know, when it's raining and Muni decides to have less buses and that's the wrong choice. Like, it should go in the other direction. This is the same thing. When you have less ovaries, you should have normal amount or less periods. That's what I think. Um, I will say one thing that's not just about my body. Um, Does anyone know when the next Jewish holiday is? Pam, don't talk. (laughs) Eh, The next one is Purim. The next one is Purim, and then Passover, and then you've got um, Tu Bishvat, and then Maccabia, and you've got Hakshivu, and then Rosh Hashanah, and then Shemanana, and then Yom Kippur. Um, yes, only some of those holidays are actually real. Um, some of them are just nonsense words, because 2017, one of my resolutions was to fuck with Gentiles more. And it's working. Thank you. Shamanana party happening at the time that Rachel decides she wants to make it a holiday whenever. So Shamanana is the one, you guys, out of the group that doesn't exist. So I really do think that it doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that Shamanana is something that you should make up right now. And we should celebrate it here at Mutiny Radio. We should make some weird pot food. I should make some pot matzah. I can make some pots, matzah, matzah. Pot matzah. I can make pot matzah. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I, I, I actually can't make pot matzah. I'm sorry. Your next comedian. Things are getting crazy. Everybody went outside. What they go to do? Smoke pot? I told them they could smoke pot inside, those dumb guys. I'm like, don't you want to hear the sultry comedy of our next comedian? Come on. We're all enjoying the sultry tunes of Shay Savage. Oh. I just, I feel like I want some Kenny G to just like pop in here and give us some really great Well, your next comedian's gonna do that because he knows who Kenny G is because he was alive when that shit happened, just like me. He's an old motherfucker and you guys are gonna love him. He gets to headline for someone soon because he won a contest and that's exciting because he's funny. You guys are gonna love him. Come on. Snap or clap or slap those meat paws together for Jason Cole. Thank you, Pam. You ready for your middler? It's me. Hi, guys. Kenny G, put on the slow jams, white people. I'm having white people problems, guys. My iPhone died. It just won't recharge. So I had to get out my iPad. Right, so I had to, that's just white people problems. Hey, I'm, I'm an old bastard, guys, and as I go, uh, you know, I have this nondescript gap jacket. I've been trying to rock this for a while. When I was in my 30s, you know, you put like a graphic tee, maybe have a personality, you could, you could do this. But now in my 40s, I'm looking more and more like a maintenance worker whose name patch, his name patch just fell the fuck off, you know? I try to talk to a girl at a bar, she's like, are you here to fix the boiler? Why are you talking to me? Bartender's like, don't talk to the clients, buddy. Broken dishwasher's back there. Where are your fucking tools? 
Speaking of fucking tools, my name is Jason Cole. I'm 46 years old, never married, no kids, not even a broken off engagement under my belt. The only thing I have under my belt is a hernia scar, guys, but not to worry, it's covered with gray pubes. Ladies, let's do a barometer check. Who's getting wet? Nobody. All right, guys. Uh, I have more red flags than Tiananmen Square. Oh, he's an old guy. She's old. Young people. Oh, let me adjust it for you. I'm like a uh, red flag delivery service startup app that's totally overstocked and then goes under. I have a lot of red flags, guys. I'm starting to realize I, I, I fit the serial killer profile. You know, middle-aged, white male, highly intelligent. Play along. Uh, angry at his mother and who tortures animals. No! I mean, I don't physically torture them. I just make them be with me. Probably not that much fun, guys. By the way, this set is brought to you by one of her caramels. I'm in a good mood, guys. Hey, right on. But uh, I'm not, I don't fit the serial killer profile to a T because they're known to be highly organized. Highly organized killers. I'm not good at follow-up. I forget things. I'd be one of those serial killers that forgets to go back to the body dump sites to jerk off on them. You know, I'd be like, I'd be watching the news and I'm like, oh, today we found a body. I'm like, oh, I forgot. I need a helper, guys. I need TaskRabbit or something for... Or maybe Jackrabbit. Boom! Come on, guys. Entrepreneurs. Millennial Falcons. Go run with that idea. Just give me equity in your company. Cool. What are we doing here? For, um, well, am I waiting for the clown horn? You have two minutes left. Holy shit. I have two minutes to perform. Been preparing for this my whole life, guys. Boom. All right. Uh, I do have some good news. I was lying earlier. My girlfriend is pregnant. I, yeah. Hey. Good. Clap audience balcony it's mine this time I, she sleeps around hey just kidding um but it is a roller coaster ride of emotions you know it's like i keep taking her on a roller coaster and that fucker won't die hey that's a bad dark hey, good, darkness guys uh no but seriously like i think to myself am i ready for this am i am i you know mentally ready and then financially like do we have the finances to really do this right and then the state of the world, Trumpocalypse, right? The political divisiveness, the supposed global warming. It's like, is this really, is this really the kind of world we want to abort a fetus into? I don't know. I have a doctor who's a clown. Perfect. Boom. Hey, fun fact. I don't know if you ever bounced a check at Unplanned Parenthood, but they're not that liberal about it. Have you? I was just kidding. You know, I was trying, they don't have a good sense of humor. Like in the, in the memo I, for what I was paying for, I just put vacuuming. They didn't like that, guys. Let's end with the gold. Uh, fuck white people, right? This is Black History Month, uh, finishing it out. I don't understand racism. White supremacy. We're superior. Really? Me. I'm superior. Have you seen my jump shot? No. Worse than I hate crime, guys. But like, how can these guys, they have a lot of balls to say we're superior to everyone else when they don't seem to have the wherewithal to make a fucking dentist appointment? Have you seen these guys? Have you seen their tooth? You know, they're wearing muscle shirts with no muscles. And they don't have the superior intelligence to realize the mullet was never a cool fucking haircut. My name is Jason Cole, guys. Thank you. I love you, everybody. Thank you, Pam. Get the slow jams on. Slow jams from Jason Cole. Yeah. You guys can see him uh, on the second day of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He's in the All Dudes show. That's the 10 p.m. show. It's going to get sultry like this, is what I'm saying, right? It's the all-dudes show. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can uh, get your tickets now, universe.com. All right, here we are on... Is, is, did, did Martin, did Marty, can he, did he come in the door yet? No? Okay, he's late. Uh, but I know who is here. 
She's new. We've never seen her before. I mean, I've never seen her before unless I was blackout drunk, but I don't remember. But it should be fun times, right, everybody? She uh, she looks very funny. Not funny looking. She's actually really pretty. She has this cool curly hair and everything looks super awesome. And like, she's really awesome. I've just never met her before. I don't even know how to introduce her because what I'm saying is she's going to make you guys laugh. Everybody put your hands together for Shelby Evans. <laughs> Hi, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> um, hello, I'm Shelby Evans. Um, I feel like right now is a really good time to be a feminist in comedy, like, um, or, or just in life in general. Like, I'm definitely a feminist. Um, I'm really good at leaning in, um, but it's because like my boobs are so big <laughs> that I'm just like <laughs> hunched over always, of really bad posture. Um, so I'm really good at leaning in. Uh, how do you guys feel like since the election? Like, I know, I know that, uh, yeah, times are tough. Times are tough. But like, you know that uh, times are tough and things are bad because white ladies can complain and those complaints are legitimate. You know, like, they're real. They're very real. But I'm trying to be smarter um, since this election trying to learn more. I feel like I didn't know enough. Um, I know I like recently I had to Google what the word misandry means. Uh, misandry. I still don't even know if I'm saying it right, but I had to like Google it. The point is I fucking hate men. You know what I mean? So like, but I Googled it and uh, you, the definition of misandry if, if you don't know, it's uh, dislike of, contempt for, or ingrained prejudice against men. And then Google gives you a definition of how to use the word in a sentence. And it's like some douchebag wrote this definition. He says, her brand of feminism is just poorly disguised. Oh, her brand of feminism is just poorly disguised misandry. That's what the definition, when you Google it. And uh, I, I like that a lot, though, actually, because... I'm never really trying to disguise my misandry. You know what I mean? Like, I want guys to know right off the bat, right when we meet, that I fucking hate them. Yeah. You know? I, I want them to know. I want there to be no, no questions, no concerns. Like, when guys send me messages that are like, um, what's your fantasy, you know? What's your fantasy? I tell them, like, I'm honest. Do you guys want to hear it? Yeah. You want to hear my fantasy? Yeah. Okay, so here it is. I go, um, I go, uh, I go out on a date with this guy, and we we go and we get a couple drinks, and um, having a good time. And he he has to go to the bathroom because uh, that's how alcohol works. And then when he while he's in there, um, I just like slip a little something in his drink, you know, just like a little something. And then he he comes back and he chugs it because he's a man, big strong man. He chugs his drink, and then I say, uh, can we go back to your place? And then we do, we go back to his place and we get there and um, he just like passes out right on the ground. And then um, what I do is I murder him <laughs> and then I just cut off all his skin and I wear it as a suit. And then um, I get hired as a writer for Comedy Central. <laughs> uh, I call it my power suit. Uh, that's what I'll call it. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really hate men. Like, I don't hate them that much. I, but I, I like to think that I could kick a guy's ass. Um, but that's not true. I could kick him in the dick, though. Pretty hard. 
pretty hard. I could kick a guy in his dick in his dick and like these boots um like these boots were made for stomping. That's just what they do. Yeah. One of these days these boots are going to stomp all over you. Uh I like that joke a lot. I like um what do I want to leave you guys with? Uh, I'm a feminist, but I do believe that, that men should pay for my drinks um, because just my bra is $80. <laughs> just this. And you're not even going to get to see that, I promise you. Uh, what else? I guess um, the other day life gave me some lemons. It was rough. The other day life gave me lemons, but I went ahead and threw them away because I'm white. Thank you guys, I'm Shelby. Thank you, Pam. Shelby, I loved all your jokes except when you said you threw away lemons because I love Martha Stewart and I would've turned those into lemonade or I would've turned them into some lemon curd. I would've put it in a pie with weed in it and I would've put some meringue on top. I would've used those extra egg yolk whites I've been saving to something else because I use those egg yolks for butterscotch pudding with pot in it, yeah. <laughs> Your next comedian is a funny man. Uh, he's a new guy, but we've actually been super stoked on everything he's been saying. Like, people are funny, and I love it when they join the community, man. You know what? Your next comedian, laugh hard and clap wildly for Martin Cunny. Yay! <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Um, so I noticed, uh, I noticed there's a guy that uh, won the presidential race recently. Um, this guy's name is Donald Trump. Have you heard of him? Uh, okay, good. Because let me tell you something really cool about this guy, and I think I know why he won. Uh, Donald Trump in the 90s was on an episode, or uh, several episodes, of the weekly programming edition known as Monday Night Raw uh, from the WWF. <laughs> In which he was in a feud with Mr. Vince McMahon, the owner of the billion-dollar now public company uh, WWF. So you know it was a very high-powered rivalry there, and a very the, it culminated in Stone Cold Steve Austin, the renegade of the day, giving a Stone Cold stunner to Donald Trump, which is in retrospect probably one of the funniest fucking things ever. That now we have a U.S. president who has received a stone-cold stunner. And I think that's why he won. I am of the opinion that he gained a lot of fans that day. And I think that that's a big thing that Hillary missed out on, right? She could have, you know, if she was really serious about winning that presidency, she could have taken a pile driver for the team, right? Or if, you know... If we really want to reach back, I think Bernie Sanders had a whole thing going. He could have given people the people's elbow left and right. Am I right? The man had a great opportunity there and he left it. And now we're left with Cheeto McOrangeFace. Uh, I suffered a breakup, breakup recently and I've uh, recently found that uh, I forgot about dating is the worst. Man, everyone is just so dishonest the whole time. I mean... It's like applying to college. Like, I got to make up all these, like, interests that I don't have and, like, that other people can relate to that are actually, like, helpful. Like, oh, I can't go up a, to a girl and start talking about, like, my functional alcoholism and my love for Dolph Lundgren movies. Like, that's not going to get me anywhere. 
You know, you got to have a lot of money just get right in the door, just like applying to school, right? And just like applying to school, some minority is going to get in before me. Uh, man, it's a rough being white. Um, I think it's a really uh, big sign of maturity is how you react when a girl tells you she's on her period. Because I write at like 18 years old, you're like, oh, gross. Like, that's, that's disgusting. Ew. And at 26, you're like, oh, my God. Thank God you're not pregnant. Oh, my God. And then at 34, you're like, fuck, you're not pregnant. And then at 42, you're like, oh, thank God you're not pregnant. And then at 50, you're like, wait, what? <laughs> um. I tell you, yeah, I mean, dating's terrible, and I think that, really, I think people need to realize, especially women, need to realize that the stakes are, are changing, right? You know, technology's changing everything. And I, when I say that, I mean, have you seen the Oculus Rift? Have you seen the Fleshlight? You are becoming replaceable. All right? I mean, I think that, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and figure that's why Japan's birth rates are just taking a plummet it's just, those guys have figured it out they're sitting there fucking some 20 tittied girl with tentacles going up her ass at the same time and i'm sitting here talking some fucking basic basic bitch at the bar who can tell me she can taste the difference between smirnoff and gray goose and i can tell she has the personality of a wool sock it's i'm envious really all right, last, last one, real quick one. I, uh, I wrote this one when I was very high the other night. I decided that if I'm ever going to get a t- tattoo, it's going to be the dumbest tattoo I could possibly think of. And at the time, that tattoo was a driver's license uh, with all of my information on it, except that the age is the age I think that I'm going to die and a picture of Nick Cage. That's the dumbest tattoo I could think of. Thanks, everyone. Everybody pulling out Nick Cage there at the end, really unexpected. Didn't see that at all from his personality, his jokes there for before those jokes. But cool, he's a cool guy. We figured that out. Your next comedian, he's a cool guy, all the way from San Jose, where they invented the food truck. And your his comedy is like a food truck, it's always delicious and always hot. And sometimes a little greasy. Put your hands together for Faco! Hey, Mutiny Radio. What's up, guys? Hey, uh, everybody's talking about you. The mo- <laughs> Everybody. Hey, hold on, here we go. It's just I get I get really, you know, heated, man. I mean, people are talking about this Muslim ban, guys. Muslim ban. Some people like this Muslim ban. Some people don't like this Muslim ban. But if you ask me, I still haven't heard any other music. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not a snitch. Because my favorite song is Gangster's Paradise, guys. I never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. (laughs) Um, 
So uh, new music, since we're talking about music, Paul McCartney did an EP or album with Elvis Costello. Did you guys hear about this? And I can only imagine the phone call. Here's Paul McCartney calling Elvis. Elvis, I want you to come to my, come and do a song with me. I want you, I want you come over and you can record in my mansion. And Elvis is like, I, I don't know, I might have to take the trolley. And McCartney's all, my limo will get you. <laughs> Basically, I'm saying that album sucks. <laughs> Two rich guys making songs in a mansion. <laughs> There's no heart in their art. Um, more political news. <laughs> Uh, the Filipino president's killing a lot of people. Did you guys hear about this? Killing hella drug dealers. I heard even for his campaign, he's like, don't vote for me because I'm going to kill every drug dealer. Don't vote for me because that's what I'm going to do. And they did it. And now he's killing everybody, guys. Right? But here's the thing. Like, here's why I think he's fucked up. He said something recently. He said, fuck the Catholics. He said that. And you can't say that shit because uh, the ex-president of Venezuela, what was it, Hugo Chavez, right? He said something like, I just don't like the Jews. He did this, a speech. I don't like the Jews. I just can't trust them. I just can't trust them with all of my guts. And then, and then uh, like, I don't know how long later, within a year, he died of cancer. And the, and the cancer was found in his guts. <laughs> So, basically, so if that's true, the opposite is true. So here's what I'm saying, guys. I love the Jews. I think the Jews are some great people on this planet, guys. The Jews. I especially like the Jews and love the Jews right here. And I'm pointing to my cock, guys, just on the radio. Hey, my name is Faco. Thank you, guys. I didn't want you to stop. I was just honking with the beauty of your joke. You actually had a minute. That was just your minute honk. You have, you still have 45 seconds. Get back up there, motherfucker. Faco! Get back up there. Get up there. Go, go. Get back up there. Tell more jokes. Yeah. 45 seconds. Here we go. Bangers. <laughs> Uh, I told my brother when I was a kid, I goes, yo, I'm going to be so famous, you're going to see me on your TV. I hang out with my brother and his kid, and his son is 10, and he comes up to me and goes, Uncle Faco, I'm going to be so famous, you're going to see me on your phone. <laughs> is that 45 seconds? <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. Faco! Faco! Friday night. Happy hour. All right. Your next comedian. Very excited. You guys clap your hands wildly for... Tri- I, I I'm going to try to pronounce his last name like a French person. It's Travers Thilbeau. All right. Pam, nice try. I appreciate the effort. It, uh, it's actually, it's German, so... Uh, <laughs> But uh, Thielen, uh, rhymes with feeling, you know? If you want that Thielen feeling. 
You know what I'm saying, Pam. You know my, uh, I think I wrote my number down next to my name on the list. That's all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> totally kidding, guys. Uh, oh, all right. That just happened. Um, so, <laughs> I was thinking about today, religion. Uh, oh, man. Ridiculous thing. Um, I was thinking that like God is kind of like the, either the worst craftsman or he's just like a very unethical maker of consumer goods because like if you think about it like death is kind of like the ultimate planned obsolescence you know what I mean or like arthritis and all that shit you know that we have to deal with and it's like why oh because you want us to fear the afterlife and have to fucking praise you uh I get it I get it um no, it's funny though. I'm 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 clearly not really religious. I don't know if anyone here is religious. Uh, you know, don't don't read too much into this. I really don't. You know, whatever your denomination, great if it works for you. You know, fantastic. I just uh, I just like to trash it on stage. Uh, but uh, no, it was like the other weekend. My brother. <laughs> My brother has a kid now, and he wanted to take his uh, his wife and kid to uh, Sunday Mass. And it was weird to me because, like, we never grew up religious, and and his wife is not religious at all. It was, uh, no, sorry, it was actually, it was to be fair, it was on Easter. So he wanted to take him to Easter Sunday Mass. It was like an event. And uh, I just was like, what? I was just so confused. And I had to, I had to call him up because it was, like, my one day off to spend with my brother. I was like, I was like, listen, Zach. Don't go to mass, okay? I'll just come over and lie to you for an hour, okay? You don't need to leave the house. I'll bring over some wine, some crackers. It'll be great. It'll be like just like this, the fucking real thing. I'll do some. I'll do like an hour up on. <laughs> do an hour in your living room, and then I'll fucking feed you a little wine. Uh, <laughs> um, so I don't know if you guys got are any basketball fans in here. Yeah. Uh, so I was just catching, there's a bar like a couple blocks away here. I was just catching the uh, Celtics game. Uh, uh, I'm a big Celtics fan. Not really. I just, I'm like half Irish and I look like a, the fucking mascot. So like the overgrown Irish, I look like an overgrown leprechaun. <laughs> That's what I've been told. Uh, but uh, no, I was catching the game and then a commercial came on for Mitsubishi and they had the new SUV advertised. And it was fucking hilarious because it was like this fucking, like, scrawny, like, 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 yuppie white guy, like, looks like he works in tech, you know, and he's, like, driving down the road. Like, the wife tells him to go grab some more honey, like, they're out of honey, and he's, like, driving down the road, and it's, like, before he goes off-road, he just, like, clicks a button and starts driving off-road. Like, that's all super manly. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, it's so weird how things have changed. Like, like, dude, that's, the, like, first of all, this is an automatic transmission, like, I don't even know where, they didn't even show that it was a fucking automatic, you know, there was no stick shift or anything. The guy's going off-road, he just clicks a button, and it, I just realized that that's, like, the trend now. It's like, I don't know if you guys have, I go online and look at new cars because I'd like to torture myself and see what I can't buy, but it's like, no new cars are offered with a manual transmission anymore, which I love, the manual transmission, so it's sad, uh, but it's, I feel like it's going to be ruining the, like, great country songs. Like, you know, it's like, the back of our, my dad's old Ford, you know, it's like, now it's like the future, it's going to be like, 
remember that night in the back of the Tesla when we fucking conserved some energy and like it's gonna be so it's just like it doesn't it doesn't work out all right guys thank you that's my time I, I I just I thought it I thought it was a B. I'm such a dick. Your next comedian is one of the most helpful people that we know in the history of helpfulness. If there was a word, if there was the word helpful and mutiny radio together in a dictionary, which would never happen, and there was a picture next to it, it would be this guy's face. And you guys are gonna love him right now. Put your hands together for George Davis. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, George. Hey, All right. <clears throat> yeah, that's the best part to do into the mic, right? All right. Uh, let's see. Um, okay. I was, uh, I was walking down um, uh, Mission Street the other day, and this, uh, this, this my, one of my people was sitting there, you know, on 16th Street where everybody kind of hangs out and gets drunk and shit. All right, well, they're all sitting there, and this brother goes walking by, and this fucking guy has the balls to say, <laughs> he says it fucking twice, too. He goes, he's, he kind of yells it. He goes, um, <laughs> sorry, it's hard to say. Any Mexicans fucks with me, I'm calling INS. He just kept saying it. Any fucking Mexican, I'm like, first off, dude. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. So I don't even know where the fuck you're coming from with that bullshit, okay? Like, let's start there. Second, INS don't work that way, okay? That's two. Three, you're in a sanctuary city, you dumb cunt. So why are you even fucking doing this shit? So, anyway. And first off, what if he just whoops your ass? You know, what if he just hauls off and fucks you up? Like, that's a possibility. He never thought about any of that shit. So he's just like, oh, what if I fuck you up? What if I just fuck your ass up for saying some stupid shit in this world, you dumb fuck? And by the way, why are you in the mission if you can't stand Mexicans? That's like the dumb... Like, you want to not see any Mexicans, go go to the Tenderloin, motherfucker, right? <laughs> right? Go to a place where nobody's working and shit, right? And, oh, yeah, speaking of this dumb jacket, THC, right? Pam, you always say if I'm wearing a THC thing, right? <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, right now it's a Tenderloin Housing like Service Committee or some bullshit. I'm a janitor. I don't have to do anything of that bullshit. I'm the head of janitorial. Go fuck yourselves, all right? All these fucking homeless out there, you wonder who's on the front lines, you're looking at them, all right? <laughs> Whatever. You're also looking at the same dickhead who used to uh, make those um, tarts at Trader Joe's. You know those fucking Trader Joe's tarts? You're looking at them. There's only two fucks in the whole plant. <laughs> And uh, here's another thing. Never trust those dumb Trader Joe's advertisements. They're all bullshit. They had one for marshmallows, and we made the marshmallows. This fucking meth head white dude named Orville was making them, right? He's tall and skinny. He has hair on his arms. He's got this big fucking bucket. And he would reach in and grab out that fucking thing, this big paddle that's just filled 
with goo. And he just, like, his arm would be covered in it and shit. And what you'd read on the advertisement would be like, in our French delicatessen, these handcrafted, yes, they are, marshmallows <laughs> were created by the finest artisanal. I'm like, yeah, I packed that shit. All right, guy. Like, it's all bullshit. Just so you know, whenever you read those things, like, you know, whenever you find, like, their garbanzo beans or any other bullshit. All right, here's some other bullshit, though. All right, I'll do this one really fast. All right. Australian TV. This is weird. They had a TV show on in 1987 got canceled before or during the first commercial. Can you imagine shooting a whole fucking television series and like the people who watched it was like, this shit sucks so bad, you didn't make it out of the fucking commercial break, dog? That's, that's like, that's, it's amazing. So anyway, I call that my time. Good night, guys. George Davis, he eats peanuts. If you're ever hungry here at the station and you really are starving, there are always peanuts behind, not peanuts, but peanuts, bags of them in the black. Just sort of rifle your way through the wardrobe and you'll find the peanuts. Anyways, your next comedian, uh, I skipped over him accidentally, but we're going to get back to him right now. He used to hang out here all the time. He hasn't been here in a while, but he's back. Everybody clap wildly for Chris Guerra! How you doing? How about a nice round of applause for Pam running this show? Yeah. The most fuckable woman in comedy. Yes. Yeah. So I don't understand this appeal towards camping. I mean, why do you want to sleep in a tent outside in the forest where there are wild animals and bugs and serial killers running around loose, you know? It's like, and they call it roughing it. My idea of roughing it is staying at a Motel 6 without Wi-Fi or cable TV, okay? That's challenging enough. So, the Ringling Brothers Circus is no more. It has completely dissolved. Now it's being replaced by another circus called the Trump administration. Yeah. I read this magazine article that said that if you look at internet porn for four hours, you're an addict. Now, exactly. I like, yeah. Now, I like to consider myself the exception of the rule. Really. The reason why it takes me four hours to look at internet porn is because I still have dial-up. And it takes me three hours to download a one-hour porno clip. Yeah, it is. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and that's how long it takes me to get an erection. So it's really good. <laughs> I am a big animation fan. I love watching cartoons. But there are certain cartoons that left me with unanswered questions. Like, how is it possible that Speed Racer's car can jump over cliffs, go underwater, 
but it can't keep that kid and his monkey from getting in the trunk. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. That car is bulletproof and fireproof, and yet it isn't childproof or monkey-proof. Very bad designing there, Pops Racer. And why is it whenever Scooby-Doo and the gang split up to look for ghosts, and when Fred and Daphne all by themselves, Fred never makes a move on Daphne. <laughs> kind of makes you wonder why he wears that ascot in the first place. <laughs> and how come, how come we don't know who Casper the ghost was before he became a ghost? Apparently, Casper was a young child, but we don't know how he died. For all we know, he could have died of a crib death or a late-term abortion. Maybe he was babysat by Casey Anthony. We don't know. <laughs> and before I go, here's some advice I like to give to all the guys here tonight. Never, ever let your girlfriend sit on your face after taking her out to a Mexican restaurant. That's it for me. My name is Chris Guerra. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Pam. Christopher Guerra and farting girls. Uh, I actually, I had a terrible moment the other day where I was in bed trying to work on my, you know, iPad thing, and then I thought it was a fart, and it was... Man, I had to move fast, and I threw those underwear away, and thank God they already had a hole in them. Do you know what I'm saying? They already had a hole in them, so I didn't feel too badly about the whole deal. It was a rough moment for me. It was a rough and difficult moment. It's been going around, you guys. All right, your next comedian. We're, we're in for a treat, everybody. You haven't heard of these comedians before, and if you don't clap wildly, you're assholes. Uh, here we go, everybody. Your next comedian is Big Joe. He laughed. Big Joe laughed. What about Tyrone Thomas? Yeah! Tyrone Thomas, yeah! What's going on, people? All right, I'm from Sacramento, by the way. From the hood. I just gotta warn, I gotta give people a warning. You know, like people in Sacramento already know. I'm a little raunchy. Okay. I come with a whole lot of nigga shit. <laughs> That's just the truth, it's not I'm talking about myself, so don't get uncomfortable. That's just what I do. We know what a nigga is. Everybody know, right? All right. Whether you admit it or not, I'm not putting pressure on you. You know, I was raising the projects in the 70s and 80s where, you know, they talk to you like this. You scared to get your dick wet? We were like 15, like 14. Yes, I am. I'm scared. 
Just giving you a little. Anyways, uh, just got me a new woman. I don't really like the bitch. <laughs> oh, stepping on the thing here. No, listen. Well, listen, it's cool. It's good and bad. Well, we've been fucking like jackrabbits. It's cool when you're fucking, right? It ain't ever. Nobody's complaining about fucking. And if you ain't fucking and you're doing something else, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> okay. One little problem, though, with her. She's hideous. <laughs> Don't worry. Listen, she ain't here, so. No, but you ain't feeling me, though, you guys. Uh, the bitch is ugly. All right. I'm not even being straight up. We family, right? I, I can tell you guys this. She got seven teeth. I count it. Only one of them in her mouth. <laughs> Damn it. That ain't me. We'll fix it later. Don't worry. The rest she got like in a Ziploc bag for good luck. I don't fucking know. Something's wrong. People. She's not right. When she gets mad, she shake him up like dice and look at you all weird and shit. Like, <laughs> throw a few in her mouth. Like, damn, bitch, I can't handle it. Phyllis, never get your dick sucked by a bitch with one tooth. It'll cut you. It's like a razor. You don't believe me? All right. Then you be walking around miserable with a cut up dick. <laughs> Bitches ain't fucking with you no more. Oh, uh-uh, I'm not sucking on that. What is all them scrapes on it? I don't know what the... F <laughs> and you're like, baby, you remember I told you about the chick with the, with the one tooth that used to suck me? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, she cut my shit all up. She ain't gonna believe you, you know. Anyways, I gotta leave her. She don't even know it yet. I'm gonna do it. So I'm gonna go back to paying $9 for pussy. That's a deal, fellas. Oh, come on. <laughs> Nine dollars? You can't beat that. If anybody, anybody pay less than that, and I'm just checking. Because, okay, because I'm the lowest that I know. I've been doing this for a while. Nobody's ever beat me. It's a dollar a minute. And I'm a fucker for nine minutes. It's time efficiency, people. A chick could come to my house at about nine. And be gone by 9.09. <laughs> okay. My name is Tyrone Thomas. I went way over probably. Thank you. Good night. Oh. Tyrone Thomas did the exact amount he was supposed to do. Tyrone Thomas. I was, I was, I was very happy about your whole son. I'm really happy about the weird background of Sauvage tonight, everybody. Your next comedian, he roller skates, and that's cool. And if you don't think it is, fuck you. This guy is a badass. Everybody put your hands together for Matthew Quirk. 
Hey, I'm going to take a cue from uh, Tyrone there and, and uh, warn you guys that I'm from the burbs. <laughs> the suburbs. And uh, I remember the uh, crack era. So not to outdo you or anything, but I've had $7 pussy. Seven minutes of heaven, I'll tell you what. Those were the days. Oh, uh, uh, Rahel, uh, before you go, uh, with the Novaries, uh, are you shooting blanks? You must be shooting a lot of blanks. I don't know how it works for ladies yet. Yeah. Yeah. I said, <laughs> yeah, but it's hard to make half of one like fit into ovary, but novary I felt was a more poetic. Yeah, that's just my. All right, I'll take the feedback at the joke workshop. All right, okay. and by the way, uh, you're not you're not an overgrown leprechaun. I'm an overgrown leprechaun. You're a super gigantic leprechaun, for future reference. Yeah. So uh, anyway, let's see. Well, where's that guy with the midlife crisis jeans? I wanted to make a comment about that. Guy my age wearing the studded belt and the, the jeans of a younger man. Anyway, much respect. What can I tell you? Uh, so at this point, I'm basically going to throw my set because I want to do this roast of Ginny Hogan. Who here knows who Ginny Hogan is? Yeah. I want to do, do the roast of her, but she didn't invite me on the dais. It was too full. And then someone canceled, and I thought for sure, oh, she's going to, I'm going to, because I already pestered her about it. Nah, she didn't invite me on the dais then either. And she even let some dude who show up late just go up there and roast her, and I didn't get a chance to roast her. So I want to get a few things off my chest about Jenny Hogan, <laughs> even though she's not here to defend herself. Maybe she can listen to the podcast later. But anyway, you know, you should have seen that dais. It was uh, quite the collection of male recessive genes they had up there. Right. You guys, you guys read who was on the dais anyway. Anyway, she's always whining about not getting any sex, you know. And it's hard to believe that none of those alfalfa males made a move on her at any of the time that she's been here in San Francisco. Uh, so anyway, you know, uh, she's always complaining about not getting any sex, and I guess she's a little naive because she only recently found out what a butterface was. And, and, and I've heard people say that she had a butterface. And I think that's unfair. Because a butterface would imply that she had a hot body. I know, mean, mean. It was a roast. I was getting ready to roast her. Uh, yeah, what else am I going to say about her? Yeah, you know, I, she's, you know she, her cries of woe about sex. All right, I hear you, babe. I'll throw you one. I'll do it. But if you, I mean, if you could really work this out for me, I would, it would really check a lot off my bucket list. So if I could get fuck her while she was going through her three Ps, that would be excellent. And the three Ps are period, pimple, and palsy. Because she has this thing where she gets a little palsy on her face and she's all <laughs> winking on one side. I don't know if she drools, but that would really put a cap around it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, my last thing about Ginny Hogan. So uh, I, I, I would like to have sex with her, but I'm afraid she'd spend the whole time whining, and then she would leave before I had my four minutes. 
Now that's a Ginny Hogan joke. All right, thanks for sitting through that, the rest of the audience. Matthew Quirk, the late night roast. Crazy times, everyone. Right. So uh, if there's, we have we have actually three minutes left, and the, the the list is dead. But I don't know if someone didn't sign up on the list that was supposed to go up because we have three minutes left. If not, I'll get up on stage. Get up there. Here we go. This guy. I'm gonna get this mic. It's a little high because I'm short. So, uh, I'm Jewish. I grew up Jewish, which is awesome. And uh, no, no, not really, not really at all. Because you know, growing up with conservative Jewish parents was awesome. Except we didn't really go on vacations. My mom just sent us on guilt trips. And. It really sucks because the one I've been on for the last two weeks was you never call me anymore. And that's really uncomfortable. And the difference between when my mom calls me and my dad calls me, very, very stark. Because you know when your mom calls you, you can dismiss those calls. Those don't matter. This only applies to 20-year-olds. If you're like older, then this doesn't apply to you, but okay. You know... Because when my mom calls me, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. My mom's calling me for some bullshit reason. But when my dad calls me, I'm like, fuck what I do. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. I've literally been woken up six in the morning. Hello, father, how are you? Oh, what's that? Oh, I'm doing quite well, thank you. Uh, when my mom calls me, different energy. It's, hey, mom, how you doing? Just none of that fun energy with my dad. But you can tell a lot about how someone feels about their parents, depending on how they refer to them. Like, hey, yeah, my mom, she's doing good. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, my mother, she's doing all right. Fuck me. Jesus Christ, what happened to you? But, you know, I digress. <sighs> well, I wish I had more. I really did. I didn't think I would come up. Oh, thank God. Oh, goodness. Saved by the clown. Saved by the clown, yeah. Well, thank you so much. My name's Hunter Lux. And Hunter Lux, everyone, yes! Ending it out on a happy hour. I'd like to thank the smooth sounds tonight of Shay Sauvage for really making this what it was. I can't wait to smoke a cigarette and feel like I just had sex because I came 17 times out of the 24 people that were here performing. Six of them not into it, but the rest of them, wow, I really came hard. Thank you guys so much for being here on the happiest of happy hours. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! 
because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matos with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to ten p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event. Now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. 
They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRack. <laughs> SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., From Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now brought to you by our generous festival sponsors alta california botanicals destiny's mom what a tomato produce company the law offices of john p strauss the third asiento frufruhot.com jankytown.org brooke heineken pervert fervor and trina roderick Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato! Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously, I actually want to eat a tomato. I love tomatoes. Where did you get that tomato? What a tomato. Dude, it's a fine, beautiful tomato. I want to eat one, too. I want one right now. I like to eat them like an apple with salt. Tell me, where'd you get the tomato? What a tomato. Are you high? Just tell me where I can find a tomato like that. What a tomato. 
Is this a metaphor? What a Tomato Produce Company in San Francisco. For all your wholesale produce needs, 2055 Jared Avenue. Hope your legs are looking sexy, because we're going to charm your pants off. Come to the Charm Offensive Comedy Show at Punchline San Francisco. It's a night of great jokes, magnetic personalities, featuring the Bay Area's most awarded comedians, plus national headliners. You'll laugh. You'll swoon. And when you regain your composure, you'll swipe right. Tuesday, March 7th. Doors at 7, show at 7.30 at 444 Battery Street in San Francisco's Financial District. Brought to you by Paco Romaine and Destiny's Moms Comedy. Our last show sold out, so get your tickets now at punchlinecomedyclub.com. Charm Offensive at Punchline Comedy San Francisco. Tuesday, March 7th. See you there, sexy. What's with the limp? I got hit by a car on my bike. This person just ran a red light. How are you going to work? You wait tables. I don't know. 